If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. My name is Jenna, and I'm here to help you do all the hard things. I'm a licensed professional counselor with nearly 10 years of clinical and research experience working with people who have some of the most debilitating OCD and anxiety in the world. I'm also a mom, a personal trainer, and a lover of modern spirituality. My goal is to bring you all the research, guidance, and encouragement you need to help you remember and know how strong you truly are. Now let's get to it. I'm, I'm really appreciative of you being here. So Amy, if you don't mind just jumping into some basic background information about your family so our listeners just have a little bit more context for your family and your story. Sure. Um, I'm a single mom and um, I work at home. I own my own business. So I work at home and I have two boys who are four and nine. Um, and the little one who's just about to turn four, um, I would say that he may be a little wild, but I try not to call it that. And I say that he's full of character. And then my nine year old is an empath who's super considerate of everyone and very caring. Isn't it crazy how they can be so different? Yes, it's, it's a very yin and yang. And I see both sides, you know, of my personality coming out in both of them. So <laughs> it's a good balance. Yeah. So why don't you just go ahead and talk to me first, maybe about your first, um, maybe adjustment to pregnancy with your nine year old, and then your adjustment to motherhood with at least your first kiddo. And then if that leads us into a discussion about your second pregnancy and your second experience at motherhood, that's fine, too. Sure. Um, So my first, I was 19, maybe just turned 20. um, And it was very unexpected. Um, And so I went through that pregnancy alone. And so that was, I was on bed rest for that. Um, And so that took a lot of emotional, I had pelvic floor issues. And then I was very like nauseous. I had a lot of morning sickness. Um, And so that was, you know, just kind of having your like end of teen, early 20s, abruptly change from what everyone may think that it normally would be, um, you know, priority switch. And so there's that aspect to it, as well as the being on bed rest where I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. So I couldn't really enjoy that pregnancy. Um, but it's so, you know, and then you, you make it through and it's so worth it. Um, and I lived at home with my mom and my sister while he was um, up until he was three. And that support really, really um, was essential and really gave him a good groundwork too for, yeah, my, you know, I have a single mom, but I have a community and a support system. Yeah, um, that must have been, I mean, it's difficult enough just being on bed rest and just being a single parent to have that double whammy mm-hmm. must have been really, really difficult. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so what was your, yeah. I'm, it seems like you had some good support, so that's great. But as he got yeah. older, um, what was your experience with motherhood like and how did you adjust to that? Um, so his dad was then involved um, once he became about like a year old. So it was, um, you know, there's, 
that too, but it was a very good, it's a very good currently too, um, co-parenting situation. So that was nice to, you know, sometimes I get a, a weekend break um, and it, it really is good to balance then. Um, so the transition was, um, it's harder as they get older. He was an only child. Um, and then we moved out on my own when he was three and he was, I would say this is kind of jumping into the second pregnancy, but you know, it was just me and him for a long time. And so that was challenging with school and with activities, but it really gave me a lot to work for. Um, but I three or four jobs while um, he was growing up, which is much different than what the situation is now. Yeah. What was it like having to work so many jobs as you had a, a kiddo at home? Um, it was definitely, a, it's so that with um, balance and everything, I actually ended up drinking too much and I got into alcoholism. And so I've been sober since I was 21 now, which is really awesome. Um, and, but it's all that, that change and everything. I didn't know how to take it out. So, um, you know, I drank and so, uh, but that got better. So it was really the, the so many jobs, it was like juggling um, because you have parenthood, you have wanting to, you know, they say kids learn everything, you know, 90% of things before they're five. So you want to take all that time to really devote yourself, but you also have to provide. Mm -hmm. So it was a balance that was very hard. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so mm -hmm. you, it, I'm assuming that you had the support then of your mom and your sister too. What were some other challenges that you mm -hmm. experienced at that time, just being a single parent? Um, definitely, you know, finances were a big thing. You, um, as, you know, especially when they're young, you want to do everything perfect and the right way and feel like you have to get the best of everything. Um, and that was really hard to keep up with. Um, and I guess with the support that I had, it just was really relieving. Um, and having the support of his father being involved too, just kind of, um, it helped everything. Mm -hmm. So my nine-year-old was in school current or at that time, and um, we had our own group going. And then I um, kind of abruptly got pregnant um, with my second son. And at that point, I was fully, um, I had hyperemesis, which is a 1% of pregnancies get it. And I nearly died from it. And I really couldn't eat literally anything for nine months. Um, and I got hydrate, you know, like fluid treatments and everything. Um, and that was the most uh, hardest situation I've ever gone through in my life. My son and I uh, really bonded during that time because I was, you know, we were on our own and he really had to step up and emotionally um, understand that moms go through things that they aren't always happy. And these are real life things. Um, and emotionally, it's like, that's where his empathy really kicked in is that while mom's going through this, but look how hard she's still working at taking care of me and she's still, you know, working for grandma. Um, and we really, it was a very um, rough time. But uh, once I had my second son, I've been home now. Um, and that's what really fueled me to start my own business so I can have balance um, and be there for the kids. And that has gone extremely mm -hmm. well. Um, and the parenting is just very different. Mm -hmm. 
what mm-hmm. was, I mean, what's your support now like that you have too? My second son also sees his father. I'm not a ton, but does see him. Um, so there is that um, aspect of things. And then I still uh, live very close to my mother and my sister. And I have friends too. Um, and it's just really brought you really are thankful of your family when they step up, maybe when you don't think that anyone would um, and you feel very alone. And it's just, I'm very thankful of all the people that have been supportive of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It would be impossible to do it without some type of support. I know not everybody has family members necessarily, um, but they have to, you know, then lean on fa- on friends and coworkers. There has mm-hmm. to be some type of support there. Otherwise there can be, a lot of issues just mentally it's very difficult um so right you and I had talked privately just before this interview um just about mm-hmm. the messages that you wanted to share and your parts of the story that you wanted to share with our community about mental illness sure so I'm curious just about mm-hmm. mental illness for you or for your situation how did you kind of cope through those things and how it showed up in parenting for you so um as I was um as I finished my drinking, I um, went and got help with a counselor and we went through things and it took about six months to diagnose, but we found out that I have borderline personality disorder, um, which sounds scary, but as you know, it isn't. Um, And it's very um, much emotion driven. And so it's thinking of emotional mind versus like wise mind thinking. And what I immediately dove into was the DBT therapy. um, And that was absolutely life changing. um, And it's, you know, 18 months. um, And that really set me up for being a good parent from, from as much as I was a great parent beforehand, just gave me so many more tools in my toolbox. um, uh, And going through being a parent, knowing those tools is just, there's nothing that's better than that. You know, when my son, um, my oldest, who does suffer from a little bit of depression and anxiety, it's, it's so nice to have some tools um, to be able to help him and to work through those feelings and not just dismiss them. Um, because with DBT, it's a lot of validation. And so it's really important to validate kids, especially when um, you, you notice that they're having depression or anxiety um, to catch that, because that's not something that's just going to go away overnight. Um, And a lot of physical activity and things that I've learned um, through therapy and counseling has really helped me um, be a better mm-hmm. parent. Yeah, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Mm-hmm. I, I know just even in my field as a therapist, when we or other people hear about borderline personality disorder, it has this stigma around it. And so I appreciate you bringing some mm-hmm. normalizing to that, just knowing and sharing that it's it's very emotion driven. And a lot of us probably struggle more than us, probably than we think struggle with symptoms of that just being in more emotional Mm -hmm. thinking than more logical or wise mind like it is that you're referencing. Um, I think all of us Mm -hmm. can benefit from dialectical behavioral therapy practices like mindfulness and interpersonal effectiveness. And especially as a parent, Mm -hmm. like being able to own those skills and then 
model them and translate them to our children is just so valuable. And I'm so glad that you were able to talk about that. So what were, I guess, yeah, what, were, thank you. what it must have been difficult to see, like from a motherhood perspective, to see one of your children struggle with, you said, depression and anxiety. So what was that like for you, mm-hmm. just witnessing that for you? And you mentioned like being able specifically to help him through certain things and with certain tools. So can you talk about that too? Sure. Um, so I noticed that his depression and anxiety really came about when um, my second son was born because he was a single child for so long that it is for any child. It's just, you know, a whirlwind. But especially for a single child, it was a big change. Um, and I felt very guilty about it. You know, I felt, oh, is this something that I've done? Is this something I'm not giving him enough attention? And then I thought about what I've learned about you know, it's, it, that isn't it. It's that maybe there's feelings going on that we just don't understand. And rather than assuming them, honestly, just um, something that we do is to journal it out, to write it out or, or fact check. That's a big thing is, especially with friends and bullies and stuff, you know, why do you think that they're being like that? And, and, and just trying to work out, you know, maybe thinking of the other person's perspective or with the anxiety, you know, is there a reason to really be, can we move on from this? Or is this maybe just something in my head that I'm nervous about? But really, there's nothing to really be nervous about that maybe we're just excited um, or, or other feelings, you know, secondary feelings usually pop up first. So, um Yeah. And the whole, he is in counseling right now. um, And I was hesitant to do that, but it has been absolutely a game changer for him just to have a um, non-biased, a person, you know, that isn't a parent or that it doesn't have those, everyone has judgments, but maybe doesn't have some judgments of some other friends or some, you know, some influences um, to really help him out. And I think a lot of parents may feel that, it's not okay to get their kids help, especially at a young age. But I really feel like it's better to give up some pride and ask for help for yourself or for your kids than than see them suffer alone, especially if you don't know how to help them. And you're really cutting yourself short and your kids, you know, short of really great opportunities and happiness. So I would really encourage parents to to know that it's okay for you yourself to be sad too, um, especially with COVID and quarantine and literally everything going on in 2020, um, that maybe there's resources that could be used um, and there's no judgment for that for you or your kids. Mm I'm hitting the pause button quick to share with you guys a product that my son absolutely loves. Eli is a pretty picky eater, which makes for some stressful mom moments over here. Ever since we found Magic Spoon Cereal, Eli's happy and Mama's happy. Magic Spoon Cereal is a protein-packed, delicious adult version of some of our favorite childhood cereals. It's healthy cereal that seriously tastes too good to be true. Each serving has about 11 grams of protein per serving compared to those other cereals that only have one or two grams of protein per serving. Each serving also only contains three net carbs compared to an average of 24 net carbs per serving with the other cereals. Magic Spoon cereals are also grain-free, gluten-free, and free of artificial sweeteners and other funky ingredients. They have flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, 
blueberry, honey nut, and my favorite, peanut butter. Eli absolutely loves Magic Spoon cereal, and he's super picky, like I said, so I know the kiddos in your house will love it too. Give it a try at magicspoon.com and enter Jenna Overbaugh, one word, for free shipping on me. Happiness 100% guaranteed. Um, and I hope maybe mm-hmm. if there's a mom out there listening that she found some comfort if she was, you know, going back and forth between how to help her child, um, maybe that just mm-hmm. gave them the extra push that they needed to seek out those services. I know it can be challenging as a parent to know what to do and, and there can be some pride associated with it. And so, yeah, I hope that it was just helpful and that this whole conversation is helpful for moms. I believe it will be. Um, You also mentioned in addition to just the mental health issues that you've experienced, maybe some medical issues, maybe you've touched on some of those before just throughout your pregnancies and whatnot, but anything else to share about the more medical side of, of issues? Sure. Um, When I was 27, it was a very kind of an unheard of, I had a hysterectomy and they did about four major surgeries at once. Um, And a lot of that was because of uh, my second pregnancy and the hyperemesis that I had, you know, I was vomiting every five minutes at the least for the entire pregnancy, which does a lot to your body. Um, And they thought, you know, I was in constant pain. I had sciatica. I nobody knew what was going on with me. Um, I couldn't work out. I couldn't. It was just like, it was just awful. Um, And so we finally went through hoops and hoops and I had a hysterectomy. um, And that was uh, another life changing. I was I'm not in pain anymore. Um, and they thought that I had endometriosis and there was just so many things that needed to be changed. Um, but I have been such a better mom since even having a hysterectomy, which may sound weird, um, because I'm not in pain. I'm able to enjoy being a mom with my kids, um, because just being in pain is so emotionally and physically it's tolling. Um, so just being healthier has helped a lot. And it's, that is another thing that I would suggest for kids. Mental health is really the being outside and physical activity for the anxiety is it's priceless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You were probably and your whole family was probably able to engage in those activities so much more when you felt physically. So that had to have done a lot for your mental wellness as well. You mentioned some Mm -hmm. issues with your younger kiddo. So do you mind going into that a little bit for our moms? Um, so he is very full of character, very um, wants to express himself, but he is speech delayed. Um, and we noticed that early on. And so he went through, he was an early head start, which is a fantastic resource if anyone needs it. Uh, so this is his second year. He's just starting his second year of speech therapy and it's helped a lot. It is twice, um, twice a week. And even this is also another time when really like the patience comes into play because he has so much that he wants to get across and he's so full of just life. It's so frustrating for kids to not be able to express that. And so when the, the only way that sometimes they know how to is by hurting or by biting or hitting, that was something that I struggled with him a lot. Um, 
until the speech therapy came and it was really, again, I needed to remind myself, you know, wind down and take 15 minutes, you know, every couple hours in, in getting on his level and say, you know, buddy, how are you doing? Um, let's do a check-in and work on those feelings. Once we started talking about feelings, his speech is actually, because there's more to work off then. Um, so it is very you know, it can be very frustrating for myself because I feel like I can't, I can't, this is something I can't fix or that I, you know, did I do something? Um, it isn't that at all. And it's just that you have to embrace who he is for who he is and, um, you know, go with what the therapist recommend and things, you know, will improve because even the hitting and the biting, that's all gone away. Um, and again, it's just reaching out for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've mm-hmm. mentioned a couple of things throughout this time, just things that have really contributed to you being happier now, things that have contributed to what it seems like your family being in a pretty good spot right now. So I guess one, mm-hmm. what are some things that have contributed to you feeling and being happier? And then two, where, where are you at right now? So for the first part, um, what's contributing that and everything is definitely um, after my hysterectomy, it was just like life is better now, you know, like everything that I wasn't able to do, I'm able to do now. And it's really taking things, um, just really pushing myself um, to be positive. And with my business, I work in holistic healing. So it is very about energies and vibes. Um, and really um, focusing and giving myself, it's very hard as a single parent to not have me time. And really even giving yourself 30 minutes before bed, even if you're really tired, to just like meditate or go through any anything um, to balance yourself, that's really been helpful to me. Um, and I really, my business is my outlet. And it's hard to separate or clock out sometimes when I work from home. But um, that's kind of how we found our groove, which kind of goes into the second part of how we are now. Um, It's really nice to see the fruits of my labor. And um, that helps with everything. You know, we're able to do more, even a financial to be responsible um, and independent. It's awesome. Um, And so now you know, we're trying to move forward to buy a house to um, do bigger things. And it's really awesome to see my boys see me work so hard, and then it reflects on them. Um, So right now, we're in a in a great spot, in a situation, and it really does, I believe, have to do with trying to find balance as a mom. It's really, really tough. Um, And especially for the single moms that feel like they can't even get that five minutes. You know, you take your four minute shower, any little thing that you can get, just take it and be thankful Mm -hmm. for it. Yeah, absolutely. So as we get into advice for other moms, I'm curious to know, what do you wish you knew before, say earlier in motherhood or even maybe before pregnancy that you know now? Um, It's definitely resilience. Um, I had no idea that I was as strong or that I am as strong as I am, um, you know, physically with labor, with emotionally, um, with many things in life. But as a parent, you know, there's battles every day, even if it's just to go brush your teeth. I don't want to brush my teeth or going to bed. Those little battles, they, 
you don't think that you can get through some nights and you really can. So it's just, or especially for new moms, new single moms, it is, it's really tough. You know, when you haven't gotten sleep that just keep on trying because the days will get better. Yeah. Take the time and truly find yourself. Um, it's much more satisfying than in, especially being really young as a mom to try to be what everyone else wanted me to be. I would have just told myself, take the time, get to know you, what you're interested in, what priorities are, and really just stick to that. Um, and that, I guess that would be it is really just to, to keep on keeping on, um, and don't get caught up in the small stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know as a mom, a lot of moms probably feel like they don't have time to focus on themselves or figure out what their new hobbies are. And I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I was such a better mom when I did take some time for myself. So like you said, too, even if it's just a couple minutes here and there, like taking that time for yourself and just finding yourself again, it's a big, long process. There's a lot of research to show that like not only when a, a baby is born is a baby born, but the mom kind of has a new identity too. And I think it's okay mm -hmm. for moms to honor that and need to take the time for themselves if they can. And, and hopefully they can find that. Yeah, definitely. Any other important things that you feel like moms should know based on your story? I guess I would say that it's, you know, they say it a lot for things, but it's okay not to be okay. Um, and that goes for being a mom as well. It's just okay not to be okay. It's okay for your kids to even see you being upset and stuff. I felt really guilty about that at first. Um, but, you know, once every blue moon, parents have it rough. And it's okay for kids to see that raw emotion because that's life. Um, so don't feel guilty about having or showing emotion, I guess, um, because we're all doing the best that we can right now. And then why do you think it's important to go through and do hard things? I kind of said it before, but resilience, um, you, it's, it's like, okay, that's under my belt. If something else comes up, I'm ready for it. For more information and resources, head to my website at www.jennaoverbaugh.com. From there, you can sign up for my email newsletter so you can make sure that you are the most up-to-date about upcoming resources, podcast episodes, blogs, challenges, and so much more. Also, be sure to check me out on Instagram at jenna.overball. And while you're here, tune in to some other episodes on the podcast while you're at it. And as always, if you have a free minute, it would mean the world to me if you could please subscribe and rate this podcast. Subscriptions and ratings help me keep the podcast going and help me spread the word to other women and people in general who really need these resources and, and this information who otherwise may not get it. So with that said, thank you guys again so much for tuning in. I absolutely love creating these episodes for you. And until next time, keep doing all the hard things.